Today, a 2022 flashback on Compassion Radio. 2022 has left us with more than one surprise, and not all of them were things that we want to repeat. It's always interesting to see how the year compared with expectations. So for the next three days, we're going to revisit the Compassion Radio programs that began this year. Maybe it'll stir up for you some important memories and some things that might need some closure before we move on to 2023. Thanks for joining us today. Honey, I'm so glad to have you across the table from me to work through this together. Glad to be here. You know, it seems like so much is still unsettled in the world, but we do know a few things. First, God is in this with us. He goes before, He leads the way, and He knows how and where we should go. But you know, there are plenty of things we don't know about what's coming. For example, what came in to give to the partner ministries that we've sponsored across this planet. Right. We'll know more about how many people have stepped in to join the Compassion Radio team Mm -hmm. that haven't been part of it before. A lot of new things are coming that we have no idea about. Mm -hmm. We have no idea how many new opportunities are going to come our way or how many people are come knocking at our door. Over this holiday season, some interesting doors have been getting knocked on in our lives. And he's going to be opening some new opportunities. And he's made it very clear that Compassion Radio is going to increase its reach increase its ability to be part of the solution to Mm -hmm. real problems in the world like we've never been before. I am so grateful for that. And I look forward to telling that story as it evolves here in the weeks to come. And we'll start off on a new tack. Well, we talked about Isaiah 43, and we actually didn't make it all the way through to the key scripture that I wanted to share. So I'm excited to get to share that now. It's just a reminder from God. He says to the children of Israel in verse 18, don't revel only in the past. Hmm. And don't spend your time recounting the past constantly, but look to the future. And he says in verse 19, watch closely because I'm preparing something new. It's happening now, even as I speak, and you're about to see it. I'm preparing a way through the desert and waters will flow where there had been none. This scripture reminds me so much about what you're talking about, Bram, that the opportunity that's coming for Compassion Radio, the things that we're looking forward to that God has preparing for us in the future and the things that we can as individuals and as families, as Compassion Radio partners, know that God is preparing something new that is like streams in the desert. You know, we've been going through the book of Ecclesiastes. In chapter three, we sat there for a few days. The writer talks about there's a time for this, a time for that, and goes back and forth. And then he says, there's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) And we talked about how that sounds so defeatist. But I read here in Isaiah, God says, no, 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 no. I am doing a new thing. And then we flip over to Isaiah 65, where he says in verse 17, look here. I mean, there's an exclamation mark. He's calling us out. Pay attention. God is saying, look here. I am creating new heavens and a new earth. The weary and painful past will be as if it never happened. And no one will talk or even think about it anymore. So take joy and celebrate with unending gladness on account of what I am creating. Look carefully. I'm making this place I've chosen, this Jerusalem, a city of joy. And I'm making her citizens, my people, a people of gladness. 
you are my pride and joy, he says. Mm. I delight in you. And I just love that. We hear God saying, like we say to our children, I delight in you. You're my pride and joy. I have a great thing planned for you. You know, when we plan a big vacation or we plan a, a new adventure for our family, it's exciting to us. And I get that the impression that God is really excited about this. Yeah. I'm doing this new thing for you. And not just in grand scale, like all of us are in the same boat together thing. This is very personal. And Absolutely. We need to take these scriptures personally mm-hmm. and take them seriously. There is a big aspect to these promises about the entire church of God around the world, mm-hmm. our generation, because it's a unique one. Mm-hmm. None of the people you know were alive at the time these scriptures were written, mm-hmm. and yet these scriptures are for you. Mm-hmm. You're looking over the shoulders of people across centuries who have studied these words saying, but what's in it for me? Yeah. And we have the same challenge. Is it really for me? Yes. Is that promise for me? Mm-hmm. Is it for my family? Is it for my church? Yeah. Is it for my generation and the people around the world that I'm beginning to learn that God wants me to love in the generation yes. I have? Mm-hmm. We have to ask those questions and face them honestly. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, I am doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. And if you say that in the present tense, I would simply ask and do it rhetorically, is it still truly present tense? Or is he just saying something about something else that happened before that he's not doing anymore? Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing process. But it's also brand new and unique for us. Yeah. So if it's not happening now, if the word of God is not true for now, then it's not true. Mm. That's a hard thing to hear. So we got to ask ourselves, what is the new thing God's doing in our generation? And the other thing that comes to mind, it's just kind of an aside, as much as we study the words of the king in Ecclesiastes... We know wisdom is there, but we also know, and we've learned this along the way, that God is contrasting man's wisdom with his wisdom. Mm-hmm. And just because Solomon was wise and discerning and had perspective does not mean he got everything right as a human being. Exactly. What he got right about writing the book was he was honest about how he was feeling mm-hmm. and testing things and confessing to things. He wasn't holding back. So like Job... His entire life is on the paper there, and you can read it if you just spend time thinking, what was this guy thinking when he wrote this? And if he says time and again, there's nothing new under the sun, what is he really saying? Or is it a contradiction of God himself saying, I'm doing a new thing? (laughs) No, the Word of God is not full of contradictions. It's full of complementaries of people being real about where they are, and God saying, I'm going to be real with you now about where I am. I think it's important to remind us, though, that in the book of Isaiah, when this is being written, the children of Israel are in captivity. Yep. They are prisoners in a foreign land. And even though they're, quote, free to move about the country as they mm. please, basically, and they have jobs and build houses and all of that, they're still in a foreign country and they're still captive. And they do not have permission to go and away. And they do not yeah. have permission to leave the country. So we look at that and we say, this is a new thing. God said, I am doing a new thing. I am creating something new, yeah. fresh and special for you, my people that are in captivity. Friends, is it possible for you to see the new thing God is doing when all you can think of is what you cannot do? I think it's a fair question. If we're going to take the Word of God seriously, I don't know that it's possible to really have eyes for what's possible when your heart and your mind are full of the impossible. Mm -hmm. I do believe that God calls us to see things from His perspective because His character, His integrity, His will never change. 
and he's always creative. Mm-hmm. He didn't stop creating when he took his Sabbath at the end of the creation of the world. He began a new round of creation on the first day of the week. And he calls us to be living creatively the rest of our lives for the days we have. The creation specific of the world, everything around us, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it didn't stop there. And if our whole world comes to a screeching halt because of our fears, we've worshipped the wrong thing. Mm. We've worshipped the impossible. And Jesus himself said, yes, all things are impossible. But with God, what is impossible can become possible. Right. He turns it on its head every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I want to know, let's discuss this for a minute. What is possible for you and I, for our Compassion Radio listeners, for the church and the world? Mm-hmm. What do you think? At the risk of sounding like a broken record, I think it's always possible to be grateful. Mm. There's always a choice that we can make to live a grateful life, even in circumstances that look dire. Mm. And not to just be grateful when things look good and celebrating the victories, those are important, but to be grateful for the times that God has allowed you to see deeper into yourself, to dive deeper into relationship with Him or with your loved ones. We've talked about recently, too, we don't know what our ability to get out and about and travel the way we're accustomed to traveling with Compassion Radio will look like. How quickly the economic situation will rebound for people. Right. Or even to travel to visit friends and family around the United States or in our own area. To make up for lost time. Right. But we can always be grateful for the time that God gives us just to love Him and to learn to know Him deeper to abide in Him. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, one 800 868 And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. We can always be grateful for the time that God gives us just to love Him and to learn to know Him deeper, to abide in Him. Even more profoundly, I began a journey in John chapter 15 a couple of years ago and loved that God was wanting to just be with me. It was always kind of a drive-by, you know, scripture reading and go back and forth. But the past couple of years has afforded the time to be still a lot more. Whether you like it or not. Whether I like it or not. So 2022 is full of possibilities because we may be able to move around more freely. In that time, we can use it to be grateful, to be generous, 
to make a friend, to worship. You know that old allegory story that many, many Christians across many traditions have read for a hundred years now is Heinz Feet in High Places. It's a great story of what it's like to come from a place of obsessing about your inadequacy mm. to finding your strength. Mm-hmm. And the only way that the character, a little Miss Much Afraid, is able to experience that transition, that transformation, is through difficulties. Right. There is not a chapter in that book where she doesn't go through something that is devastatingly difficult, that breaks her. And it's only at the end of those chapters where she's reminded to pick up a stone and stick it in a sack and remind yourself of what happened here. A chapter header. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the book, she writes her story, chapter by chapter, stone by stone, and recalls all that she's been through. And the purpose of the exercise was not just to learn gratitude, which she does, but to certify the character of God, to say, this is who God is and who he was when you went through this. He was consistent, mm-hmm. even when you were not. She gets to the end of the story, and of course, she's no longer known as Little Miss Much Afraid. Her new name is... Grace and Glory. That's her new name. Mm-hmm. And her companions along the way towards this transformation were known as... Sorrow and Suffering. And they are transformed as well into... They're transformed into joy and peace, her handmaidens. So those allegorical titles, the names of these characters, become reality Mm -hmm. in this character's life. And because of her story, the stone she collected along the way, she was able to recall and tell the story that she went through. But every time she tells the story, what it really is, is not her story, but God's story. Mm -hmm. Because she sees how he is in the times that she found these stones. When she was obedient to pick up a marker. And now she has not just a history but she's got a character study of God himself. Mm-hmm. Friends, how has God been revealing himself to you along the way? And how has it been easy to forget that he's been doing this because you've been consumed with worries? Mm. I would encourage our listening partners in the first few days and weeks of 2022 to spend a little time, perhaps, even just a day or an hour, and say, what has God brought me through this year? And how can I thank him for having done that in my life? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest challenge I think I could offer at a time like this, because I think there's a real reward in it. Yeah, I I think self-reflection is a good idea all along the way, but especially when we talk about our resolutions and the things we're going to do for the new year. It's a good idea just to reflect on the goodness of God in your life and how he can walk you further into that goodness and become a companion to grace and glory. Even if you have to start with the negatives. Mm -hmm. I don't know how God was. Well, how was he not? Mm. Was he cruel to you? Did he smash you on the pavement when you had this horrible attitude or when you lied to this person when you shouldn't have and you know it? Was he vicious? Did he strip you to the bare bones and leave you to be pecked on by the birds? Think about those things. Is God cruel or is he not? If he's not those things, then how has he shown himself? We start getting more honest along Mm -hmm. the way of confessing the things that God is not so we can get to the things that God is and hopefully turn the corner with our attitude. I think it's the call to action that we face in this new year. I do think the reward is there, too. It reminds us that there is reason to hope, and therefore we should hope, and not keep wasting energy on the things which God cannot fix. Mm -hmm. Because God, I hate to say this, but God can't fix our attitude. Right. It's not his job to force us to disbelieve our own thoughts. Mm. If we are consumed with these thoughts, and we think this is the way the world is, and God didn't care along the way, and we don't allow that thought to be challenged, then we have decided who God is, Mm -hmm. and that he is not good. Mm. 
And that's a dangerous place to be in any circumstance. But it can be a real spiral for those who have obsessed on what is bad and cannot turn to what is good. And many people are stuck there right now. Mm -hmm. So I would say the confessional relationship with God is absolutely essential to now. When we read the creeds, we affirm God in our own hearts by saying, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator Mm -hmm. of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord. And we go through all those confessional statements about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Church, the life to come. And we camp on those truths and confess them, ask God to bring them to life once again, to water the desert that Mm -hmm. is our heart, and let something new grow there. We go back to these promises in Isaiah. I will bring you to springs in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. I'll bring you by streams of living water. I will restore your soul. Mm -hmm. And these, again, are promises along the way. There was a big desert between Israel and Babylon. And there were many, many places where people could have given up and died in the dust of the desert, thinking there's nothing left to live for. And yet God said, hope, go someplace, get there, Mm -hmm. arrive. And when you do, grow gardens, build houses, marry your children, and celebrate new life. Build a life. Mm -hmm. That's the command, the charge of God. But he's saying basically we're kind of co-creators with him. We are to work together with him in seeing this hope become joy. Mm -hmm. It can't all be God's responsibility or his joy to be doing all this stuff. He wants us to join him in it. And then to follow up with what you said, we read in Revelation 21 where he says, the prophecies are now fulfilled. Mm -hmm. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning no more. Crying no more. Pain no more. For the first things have gone away. And the one who sat on the throne announced to the creation, Jesus said, see, look here. Remember, we read that back in Isaiah. He says it here again. I'm making all things new. Write what you hear and see, for these words are faithful and true. It is done. I am finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will see to it that the thirsty drink freely from the fountain of the water of life, and to the victors will go this inheritance. I will be their God, and they will be my children. Wherever and ever, amen. This is a prophecy of completion, of God summing up his good work in us. And of course, it's going to be a glorious day. It anchors our hope, mm-hmm. but our hope has to be alive today. It has to make it till tomorrow. Hope has a job to do in us, and we have to mm-hmm. welcome it in. So I would ask you, friends, if you are at a place of sorrow or worry about what's coming next week into the new year, mm-hmm. would you put that on the altar again today mm-hmm. and ask God to do something with it, to make it an offering, a sacrifice that he can turn into praise mm-hmm. of what he has promised us all along the way and not be afraid of approaching him and his word to find out what his promises are. And then, you know, I've told you this before. Stick a pin in it, put it on the wall, and say, God, you said, mm-hmm. and hold him to his word. I mean, there's nothing about the word of God that is presumptuous of us saying to God, you said this. I expect you to live up to this. Right. And if you want me to do these things and you promise that I can do them, you better supply what I need in order to perform this way because I don't know how to do it yet. Yeah. I don't know how to be without sin in my heart or without fear, but you do. And you said, do not fear. I don't know how, so you're going to have to show me. Mm. And if we appeal to God, to his nature, how he's expressed himself by the things he's said to say, ask me for these things. (laughs) You don't have it because you haven't asked. 
Jesus said that time and time again. Ask like you expect to receive and ask for the things that God has already promised to give you. Mm-hmm. I mean, what clear line of hope is there to a prayer that's answered mm-hmm. than to pray for the things that God has already promised to answer? Yeah. So that's how we're going to wrap up this particular episode. Friends, we are so appreciative of you and thankful that you are staying with us along this journey. Yes. That you're here to hear these words, but more importantly, that you're here to hear God speaking into your heart, the living word. We'll see you again tomorrow.
Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? I hope so. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. If God has enabled you to support His kingdom purposes, please give generously where you hear God's word preached, celebrated, and lived. We need you, and we thank you for everything that you do and every prayer you offer on our behalf. Let us know you're standing with us and that you're chasing the word together with us. Reach us during business hours or leave a callback number at 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Or give online at CompassionRadio.com. You can even text the word COMPASSION to 53445. Sandy and I have a few more thoughts on starting the year right on tomorrow's program. I hope you'll join us then. We'll see you tomorrow.